0: Welcome to the Bustin' Seeds Podcast, episode number 99. 99? 99? I'll be there for you, Emily. Will you be there for me? 99?
1: Clearly not. We're referencing two different sitcoms.
0: Emily, what is it we do here on this most notorious of days? You can do the old one. Okay,
1: I was trying to remember what the new one was. We take a week-by-week week look at the downfall of WCW in its ending days.
0: Admittedly, you did not mention the word inevitable there. But this was on the horizon. This was inevitable. We knew this show was coming.
1: This is one of those things that a lot of historians point out as, like, the end of WCW.
0: And, Emily, if I didn't totally give away the title, which I'm going to, what is this episode?
1: Well, it's not Nitro. I'll give you that much.
0: Yeah, you're... (laughs) Granted, we didn't mention it 17 times. The fact that we're doing a Thunder always makes you go, why? Why are we doing a Thunder,
1: It's questionable. But this, yes, we're doing a Thunder. Which, ironically, didn't feel like a Thunder, because the other Thunders that we have watched just on our own feel like Thunders. Which doesn't make sense unless you watch Thunder.
0: And well, you're burying the lead. Why are we doing this episode?
1: I do to talk about it. Mr. Courtney Cox, brother!
0: He's going to win the World Heavyweight Spoilers. Championship. Well, they gave it away on their website, and like they fully want people talking about it. So, yeah. New World Champion David Arquette by the end of this episode.
1: Spoilers!
0: Which, knowing that... that create some different context for a lot of this because
1: it's kind of flat <laughs> we'll get to
0: this more we'll, in the we'll talk match, about it when it
1: happens yeah
0: yeah it, this this doesn't seem like it's building to oh maybe he's gonna win
1: there was a lot they could have done with this storyline especially in this episode that they just chose not to
0: I, I'll, I'll go into a similar kind of match scenario when we get to when they set that up but i don't really have any backstage notes because this is most of them
1: yeah, basically, like, all you need to know is apparently David Arquette got kidnapped on Monday and has not changed or showered since then. So all the notes that I had about his outfit being stupid on the last Nitro episode, carry them over to this episode. Yes, because you're the outfit, tattered. and
0: I'm like, I only know David Arquette in that outfit because of this thunder.
1: It's a bad outfit.
0: So, weirdly enough, so this thunder is the... April 26th, 2000, WW Thunder, which, yeah, airs on Wednesdays because SmackDown scared them off Thursdays.
1: Oh, it's on Wednesdays? Yes. I thought it was Thursdays. That it was. was. I they thought changed. we were doing Mondays and Thursdays to fight. Uh.
0: This Thunder did a 2.7. Apparently, Thunder's been doing, like, almost the same ratings as Nitro now. The difference is that... It's going unopposed? Well, that yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess Yeah! Thunder has held more or less steady outside of a few weeks within they moved. Mm. Nitro's in a plummet.
1: Yes, that's fair. But it's amazing what happens when you put on your programming unopposed. Amazing. I hate men. I hate the audacity of men with power. Totally, You're so fucking stupid.
0: Totally unrelated, uh, Emily. How are you enjoying our impact watch? Because we're watching the, <laughs> the, the TNA impacts in between prepping for our next one.
1: It's not that bad. It's actually not that bad. It's kind of funny. The if, funny,
0: the funniest bit is trying to find the differences between the actual NWO theme, the Hogan NWO mm-hmm. theme, and then the band's knockoff NWO theme because there's about three notes difference between them. It's one of those. If do you that, want Do you want vanilla bean, French vanilla, or a vanilla original?
1: If that, it's it's ridiculous. They're going on nostalgia bait without hitting the copyright claim.
0: Well, related to the Patreon, we will be announcing a bunch of content at the end of this episode because, like we said, this episode number 99.
1: We got one more, baby.
0: Up next, episode 100, and we'll do a whole reveal about the next...
1: The next 100 episodes. We really, have all the, planned.
0: The next 10 episodes between the two uh, platforms that are going to be coming out.
1: It's going to be a lot, but we're also, we have a graphic. Yes. And it will be posted on all of our social medias. So if you get lost in the listing, don't worry, it's in picture form too.
0: Unlike the tournaments from, from Spring Stampede. Correct. So Emily, you want to get into this Thunder?
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: How are you feeling going in?
1: So I expected this to be a lot stupider than it was. I don't really like, I don't pay attention when we watch Thunder. So I expected this to be more like a Thunder And, I don't know, I expected to, like, not take so many notes. I thought this was just going to be stupid. We're watching it for content. We're not watching it for, you know, note-taking. But then things just, like, kept happening. And then you were taking feverish notes. And I was like, oh, fuck. I guess I got to be taking really, like, I have to pay attention.
0: I'm wondering if some of that is because a lot of the Thunders we watched were in that in-between Russo era. Yeah. And now he's like, oh. Nothing happened. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, Russo's going to have things happen on Thunder.
1: Which means we have to fucking watch thunder
0: but we start in syracuse new york with a nitro video package
1: please note that we're in syracuse new york yes just remember that
0: and H- emily how does this video package open
1: with uh the billy kidman promo
0: they really thought they had something here
1: the your blood <laughs> i'll bring the yellow you bring the red
0: no vice versa no that's right no t- you bring the yellow i'll bring the red
1: Oh whatever! Yeah, no, it was bad. No, no, it was bad because no, no,
0: no, like, it doesn't make sense. No. He's going to bring Hulk Hogan's blood, but then Hulk Hogan needs to bring that too.
1: But Hulk Hogan has is still alive It has blood in his body. There's no extra. There's no purse of blood he's bringing with him. Whatever. It's a stupid promo. It's bad.
0: More on Hogan later. Not much. Are you sure about that? Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't get the thunder opening, and I wrote thunder levels of pyro. It's not quite as much. <laughs>
1: It's like when WWE does a house show and it's more like lights and less pyro. Like we went to the holiday show and there weren't really fireworks, but there were holiday inflatables. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember Kevin Owens fighting the inflatable?
0: And Solo also doing oh, it? Oh,
1: that was my favorite moment.
0: You're a simple woman. I'm so woman.
1: sad. Yes. I'm so sad that it'll never be on TV.
0: We get our commentary team for tonight. It's Tony Schiavone, Mike Tanay, and the brain, Bobby the Heated. boy. I forget if we actually did a proper goodbye to him because I,
1: used, I don't know that we did.
0: Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure when he kind of vanished. But I think I gave him MVP last time he was on Nitro because I was like, well, what am I going to see him next? Like, oh, it's here. Surprise. And he is great tonight.
1: Oh, yes. He is in rare, I don't give a fuck form.
0: <laughs> Emily, that's not that rare these days.
1: Well, we don't get to see it. So it's yeah. rare for us.
0: We then see Eric Bischoff, Kimberly, and Jeff Jarrett arriving in some sedan.
1: No, 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 no. It is not a sedan. It's a red Cadillac.
0: It's still a sedan.
1: A Cadillac is way more high profile than a fucking sedan. I drive a sedan. Would you say that I drive a Cadillac?
0: No, a Cadillac's a brand.
1: This is a Cadillac.
0: It's still a sedan. It's,
1: okay. Do you say like, oh, Emily's rolling up in the Subaru? Like, no, you. It's a Cadillac. No. The thing that I pulled away from this was they don't want to bring the money to get a limo at fucking Thunder. Hence
0: a sedan.
1: They got a Cadillac. It's still, it's a, it's a sedan, but it's not, it's not like a fucking Honda Civic.
0: Oh, speaking of uh, rented vehicles, I want to give a public fuck you to the uh, budget rent-a-car in Detroit, Michigan. (laughs) I literally waited an hour and 45 minutes in line to get a fucking car. Anyway. I'm leaving this in. Fuck them.
1: <laughs> anyway, fuck you, Budget. Um, not a sponsor of this show, clearly.
0: When it comes to their staff, they seemingly are on a budget.
1: Got them. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Your blood.
1: <laughs> Moving on.
0: So, yeah, they have somehow kidnapped David Arquette.
1: Yes, and he is, like, acting his ass off during this, too. Yeah, which I guess they... Give him the Emmy. ...are kind of
0: breaking kayfabe here, in that, like, they're fully acknowledging that it's the night after Nitro and it's not Wednesday.
1: Did they acknowledge that?
0: Well, they, they said, like, oh, like you didn't find your buddy in the hotel and he's wearing the same clothes. So, I mean, it's kidnaps- very much implied that
1: kidnappings can happen over multiple days.
0: But do you wear the same clothes? That over very specific, days. weird outfit? Have
1: you ever seen Saw? Actually, no. They wear the same clothes, and it happens over multiple days.
0: Yeah, but they're trapped in a room.
1: He might have been trapped as a kidnapping. That's how kidnapping works. But yeah,
0: but you they're acting like he got kidnapped last night.
1: It's not, They never say that.
0: Anyway, Jeff Jarrett throws David Arquette down the ramp and then throws him in the ring, and Jarrett threatens to beat Arquette some more until Paige comes out. and He's like, I'll break his neck.
1: I do appreciate that Jeff Jarrett's cutting this entire promo with David Arquette in a headlock. And I'm telling you, David Arquette is acting his ass off.
0: Yeah, and then at one point, Eric Bischoff is like, here, I'll hold the mic so you can snap his neck like, Jesus.
1: And then Eric Bischoff holds the mic to David Arquette's mouth, and he just goes, "Ack." Ah. I think that's
0: later end here, because he keeps doing that. That's just... funny. So DDP and Canyon come out to the ramp, and Jarrett uh, offers a challenge of tonight's main event of Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff. Versus David Arquette and Diamond Dallas Page for the title. And what is the uh, response to that? I'm always- you
1: ain't got cheese
0: <laughs> That's not the one I'm thinking of, but
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what that's what DDP says <laughs> when he's talking in reference to the title to Jeff Jarrett on mic, Diamond Dallas Page says, You ain't got cheese.
0: And in terms of challenge, it's Screw you. Screw you, Jarrett. Sc- screw me no screw, you, Paige. no screw you No,
1: screw you no screw you at very, some point fuck you fuck you, fuck you.
0: Well, ironic you say that because at some point they start bleeping the word screw oh so it sounds worse so
1: gee
0: that might even be on the next nitro run i just know like that's a thing they do at some point why
1: do you bleep screw that's not a bad word
0: i'm wondering In it's do they want to se- seem edgier probably so Jeff Jarrett's insurance policy shows up. It's the Buff franchise, and they appear on the stage blocking in DDP and Canyon.
1: I honestly forgot Shane Douglas's name when he was on the ramp. I wrote down Buff and uh, question mark, and then the next people came out and I wrote their names down. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Shane.
0: You uh, forgot somebody else's name on the show, too. Yeah. Who was it? Sean
1: Stasiat.
0: <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> this is why I need to make you watch Thunder and Saturday Night somehow. Just like, no, get the names.
1: No, Sean Stasiat comes out later, and... I just look at him and I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? And you have to pause the show and be like, Emily, <laughs> please. Emily
0: to half the WWE roster. I've never seen this man before in my life.
1: <laughs> don't put me on the witness stand. I don't know these fuckers. I have a hundred episodes under my belt talking about these people. I don't know them.
0: Yeah, who's in the B team, Emily?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Brian Adams. <laughs> I know
0: that one. So the Buff franchise blocks in the faces, but then uh, Ric Flair and Lex Luger attack the tag champs. The heels in the ring bail, except for Kimberly leaving her and DDP in the ring. Paige tries talking to her, but her solution to this is she gets the shoulders out.
1: Yeah, she takes her like, so she's wearing like Barbie pink jacket, tank top, and pants. Which, you know, not my vibe, but I get it. And she takes the jacket off while they're talking. But it seems like DDP is just trying to talk to his wife and like patch things up. And so she, like, does a move on him, and DDP, like, immediately, he, like, it almost is, like, a reflex, where he puts her in, like, almost a diamond cutter, Well, yeah. and so, then he's so, like, no, 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 well, I'm going to So like...
0: she slaps him.
1: Yeah, oh, so and she then, does slap him.
0: Yeah, he gets her, like, a DDT kind of pose, but clearly implying that he's going to turn this into the diamond cutter, like, yeah. twist of fate style. So
1: he's just, like, he's in that moment, and he's like, never mind, I'm not going to do this, you're my wife, I'm going to walk away. Like, and he
0: drops her on, like, the far side of the ring, yeah. which is important, because... DDP goes to leave, and Kimberly has to like run, like run on her knees. Is the problem?
1: Eh, girls can do that.
0: She has to like, oh shit, and like knee run across the ring and sack tap DDP more or less because <laughs> it's like underneath. But she gets all the way around. And you can hear her hit the title.
1: I mean, th- your elbow will still do some damage. Oh no, like, no, oh no! I'm do, saying, do you want me to demonstrate on you? Do you think no? Be I'm happy? good. I'll do it. I, I'm not Get disagreeing knee, with bitch. that.
0: I'm saying, I you can literally hear. Her like knuckles hit the title on the yeah. sound. I'm like, ow. She, ow for her. She it went probably, for it. probably got her more than it got him.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the segment, basically.
0: Yeah, she leaves the ring and uh then we get commentary checking in. They talk tonight's potential main event, and we're gonna get our Bret Hart interview that we talked about on last nitro on this show.
1: Yeah, it didn't really like it didn't do it for me, if I'm honest. We'll talk about it later, but like
0: it's yes.
1: nothing. It was a break. But this is where we get the first bobby line of the night
0: yes because we're gonna ask bret hart why did you hit hogan with a chair Bobby's like
1: everyone should hit hogan with a chair <laughs> agreed he deserves it agreed and that's how we knew tonight was going to be a good night
0: also they mentioned that there's going to be sting versus the wall in a tables match
1: Woo! i could not care less about the wall man speaking, i just don't care
0: speaking of, do you care more or more about the wall or more about the cat it's real
1: Sophie's Choice, yeah, man. Say, yeah.
0: <laughs> Except Sophie's Choice, you want, both, you want one of them.
1: It's the opposite of a Sophie's Choice. Take yeah. them both.
0: But me and Gene is backstage with the cat.
1: Okay, is the cat high?
0: I didn't get that from this, but...
1: He's he... accusing Gene of stealing his James Brown CD collection. I don't is know, Is this man, man drunk? I don't know. He's under the influence of something.
0: So the cat doesn't care about Batman Bigelow and Gene notes that... Russo and Bishop aren't happy with the cat helping Terry Funk retain his title and the cat just kind of talks. It's not a good promo.
1: He starts off this promo doing like a weird dance on Gene's face, you know where you like kind of you know the the Grinch meme where it's like don't rile up the dog and it's the Grinch like going into the camera riling up the dog. That's yeah, so kind you of how know how, no. how
0: a grumpy old man Grinch should. Neither here nor there. Let
1: it the fuck go. <laughs> That's how this promo started and Gene was just like not having it. And then that's when the cat kind of goes into his, like, don't touch my James Brown CD collection. You know, play my James Brown music. He's doing a stupid little dance. Like, he's very cat, but it was just, like, cat on coke. Maybe it was coke.
0: In some random corridor backstage, Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett take David Arquette there and then taunt him.
1: They're just, like, bullying him. Why?
0: Match number one, Ernest the Cat Miller versus Bam Bam Bigelow. This
1: going to be riveting.
0: This is technically heel versus heel for what it's worth. Who
1: the fuck cares, Nick?
0: I do. Thank you for asking. The cat comes out in his dancing shoes, but then takes them off for the match. Uh, Yeah, no no Sonny Ono here. (laughs) It hasn't been in a while.
1: No. You know, where the hell is he? Uh, He's
0: in the courtroom suing WCW for discrimination.
1: What? Yep.
0: I think he might drop it because he's buddies with Bischoff, and I think- um,
1: I did not know this. Yeah.
0: It's one where there's some valid shit and some not valid shit in the lawsuit, but- uh, related to lawsuits. Huh. Um, do you want to? For the most part, it's a WCW podcast. Uh. There's some horrific shit out there.
1: We do not condone any of it. We yeah. all know that Vince McMahon is a fucking monster and nothing has made us think any better of him. In fact, worse.
0: Yeah, it, it is actually kind of nice, the fact that we do WCW and it's not like, oh, we're seeing him on screen every week. Like, it's it's easier for us yeah. to just kind of move on with our show and not have it tremendously hit by it.
1: Correct. That being said, it is very difficult being a wrestling fan right now. Yeah. And we're all trying to navigate it the best that we can. This man's a fucking monster. No one will ever convince otherwise. I think that's all we need to really say about it. I would say
0: you could probably even a briefer version of that yeah. somewhere in there.
1: Fuck Vince McMahon. So, Moving on.
0: Back to the WWE show here. The cat grabs Mike and asks Bam Bam for forgiveness and like, he's like split between... Doing like a decent apology and then immediately undercutting it every right. other line.
1: Right. I almost believed him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He got up believable points where it's like, dude, like you attack me from behind. Like I'm a man. Like I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to like defend myself and all. like we don't need to have beef. Right. And I'm like, he has a very right. reasonable argument. And then he's like, yo titties are bigger than your mamas. I'm like, like you well. were so close,
1: man. <laughs> Like, to the point where I thought somebody else was going to come out. I thought Bam Bam was going to, like, call it a day and go back up the rim and somebody else would come out.
0: Yeah. He had the one like, you're my hero, man. And I'm like. Mm.
1: Wait, what? But then he's like, I don't want to fight you. Don't be a chump. Like.
0: Let me fight one of these other chumps. I mean, um, a chump. Oh, my God. So the match starts. Bam Bam dominates early and Miss Hancock arrives. Why? She's still not doing anything. So. Where are Los Fabulosos? Again, I ask.
1: This is the problem that my I have.
0: My groin needs to be excited.
1: I hate you. So this is the problem that I have with Ms. Hancock. I love seeing Stacy. Stacy's gorgeous. She's got legs for days. This has been established. This is known. How many
0: days a week would you say her legs go for?
1: Probably eight, Thank give you. or take. Her storyline should have been established weeks ago before Lenny and Lodi were gone. Like, it should have been established what she was doing, what her goal was, and maybe give her a new person to, I don't know, mentor if that's what she's going for. But there's just been, like... At this point, months of her just coming out, staring at random wrestlers with a clipboard and then leaving.
0: Honestly, I don't know who she actually ends up with here because I'm like, she ends up with somebody in a few months, but it doesn't make sense for this storyline. So I don't know if there's a bridge or do they just do a really sloppy transition.
1: I'm going to guess the latter because I don't really see what the plan is for this character. Like you got something. It just got to do something with it.
0: So, yeah, the Duchess of Dudleyville is at ringside. Bam Bam hits a back suplex and then grabs a chair. The referee lets Bam Bam grab the chair, bring it all the way into the ring, grab it again. And it's like, oh, no, you're going to use it? Oh, I can't have that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I am thought you are just having a seat.
0: So the cat then sneaks a, a shoe on and um, hits a kick with the shoe for the win.
1: Just one shoe. I don't yeah. even. I don't remember seeing him put this shoe on. No, it,
0: it was very much he put it on when they were focused on something else,
1: which is so annoying that he put it on so quickly. Because I remember earlier on in this gimmick, it took him like at least two minutes to get a shoe on.
0: The cat dances to celebrate, but then Bam Bam clotheslines him and does a little shuffle of his own.
1: The the, the cat tease was funny, like Bam Bam doing his little dance. Yeah, that was funny.
0: This was yeah. This was barely a match. I can't say I'm excited for this feud.
1: Does this continue?
0: Probably. I mean, oh, it, it,
1: it's it's been going a few weeks. Two weeks. Two <laughs> weeks, or was it just on Nitro? I think it was just on Nitro because that was that was the Nitro where no, Band because Bam it was
0: the U.S. title tournament. So this has been going for spring. at least a couple episodes.
1: Okay, because there was one point where Bam Bam was just inserting himself into everything for no reason. So that, I guess was, that was also from the Stampede?
0: that was also the start of ninety nine, but that's unrelated. Most recently, <laughs> backstage, Billy Kidman and Tori Wilson arrive. Additionally, a
1: red convertible. Yes. Which I think is very notable. It's hot. It's a hot car. It's a sexy car. You're really all about the cars. I don't know. The red convertible, like, that used to be my dream car. When I was a kid, I was like, someday I'm going to grow up and I'm going to drive a red convertible, and I'm going to be the hottest bitch in town. Like, they're doing it.
0: Elsewhere backstage, DDP searches for David Arquette. Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff keep taunting him. It's like, you
1: can leave. You can leave. Go. And then. Yeah, I didn't get that. That just felt unnecessarily mean. Yeah, they're just being bitches. They just that that was that was when I was like, oh, they're just bullying David. Like this is just mean.
0: Let's go to our second match. It's Chris Champagne Canyon versus a mystery opponent, according to Emily. Correct. It's versus Sean Stasiak. Who the fuck is this
1: guy? <laughs> I did actually write in my note who the fuck is this guy with the asterisk under it. God damn it, it's Sean Stasiak.
0: <laughs> the the only way it would have been better if it was if it was Emily. This is Scott Norton.
1: Come on! Wait, which one was Scott Norm? I can't. Wait, that's sincere. Was he in the B team? Was yes! He B team? Yeah,
0: okay. He is the one every week you didn't know who he was.
1: Put him in a lineup, I still wouldn't pull him out.
0: Because here's the thing, you knew you you actually kind of knew everyone in the B team, you just couldn't list them. Correct. He was the only one doing, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Same guy every week. Christ. Anyway, um, <laughs> Canyon's looking around mid entrance. Uh, Kurt Haden comes out in street clothes to do some commentary. He is not good tonight. No, like I, to the point where I'm like, did you have some cocktails before you came out? Because you might have. You I mean, were unfocused, we a little slurry, and you. I kept, didn't get slurry. And you hit the, the, your one spot like three times.
1: I didn't get slurry. I got unfocused, but I didn't get slurry.
0: Early on, Stasiak hits an Fu type move and poses. Canyon tries for a roll-up, but only gets a two. Canyon gets fired up, but Stasiak regains control, hits a diving crossbody. His heading shows that he has brass knuckles. It's like, it's not your spot yet.
1: No, so heading on commentary is like flaunting that he has these knuckles, and he's like, only a coward would win a match with these things, you know? Only a true wrestler would fight without these. Like, flaunting like you shouldn't use these.
0: Yes, and he brings it up like three times, which is why I think he keeps thinking, this is the spot. Oh, wait, this is the spot. Oh.
1: Or maybe Kurt Henning also realizes that this is a stupid show and we shouldn't give a shit. It's thunder. Phone it the fuck in.
0: Henning ends up hitting Sean Stasiak with the brass knuckles. What? Now, did you see how they distracted the ref for this? No. They, like, tug on his shirt. And he's like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) turn his shirt and then do the whole spot. And he's just looking off to the side like, I, I don't know what who happened. T- yeah.
1: <laughs> who, who did this? No, I missed that it entirely.
0: Was, it was the most like, really? That's how you got here. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's very Scooby-Doo.
0: Ken hits a flatliner and gets the pin. Cool. Hennig then taunts Sean Stasiak post-match, and we get Mike Awesome running out to brawl with Canyon.
1: Who I also would have been confused by, unless his his, his ass, thankfully, does say Awesome. So, like, ah, got it. <laughs> Petition to have more wrestlers' names on their gear.
0: So Mike Awesome hits a big German suplex in the ring. Something doesn't line up here as Mike Awesome and Karen are just standing next to each other. And I'm like, you're kind
1: of, you're not you actually be feuding, but yeah, like you're in,
0: you know, opposing groups.
1: Yeah. They just kind of look at each other like, ah, oh, shit, not yet. Well, no, uh, they don't.
0: Mind. They just try to like not make eye contact. <laughs> like, no, no, no.
1: We focus on my guy, you focus on yours. Let's pretend this didn't happen.
0: Awesome, awesome bombs, Canyon through the announce table, which looked pretty rough. He then gets in the ring and then breaks up a plex. where Henning's just holding a pin for some reason on the plex.
1: Mm. This is the point where I kind of like, I did zone out because this, you, you did call it where you said like, oh, they really like to do this ending where the match ends, but it keeps going, brother. And this is the match where I was like, they just did this. They just did this in the last match.
0: Yeah, where matches exist for the post-match angle. Yeah. Well, the last match was the, who's the real winner, brother? This is, we want a crazy Raw, but we have to do a match to set it up.
1: Yeah, it's still a wrestling show. You still have to do a match.
0: Yeah, so Awesome breaks up the Hennig Plex pin. The heels stomp Hennig out of the ring, and DDP comes out in a spot oh. I kind of laughed at. Awesome just, like, pushes Stasiak into DDP, like, yeah, you to take the diamond cutter, I'm leaving, and just casually walks out of the ring.
1: So I did coin a new name for Stasiak and Mike Awesome. Because we said last week that they just look like, you know, oiled up action figures.
0: By the way, this was not them. No, that was about chronic.
1: Was that chronic? Yeah, the muscled up statues. Chronic. chronic, chronic. I thought that was, oh shit.
0: <laughs> Why? Okay, wait. What's what's your funny? I called them
1: the plastics.
0: <laughs> I don't know that these two form a team, but
1: if they ever do, they're the plastics. Oh shit.
0: Yeah, no, that was chronic. Chronic,
1: chronic, chronic. chronic,
0: chronic. Which you've learned how to spell.
1: Yeah, stupid hate that.
0: So DDP grabs a mic, finally accept Jeff Jeff Jarrett's challenge. Uh this match was nothing too special, but was a decent little match. It was match. quick,
1: it was good, it was pointless. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, TNA's not great, but you're never a canyon who can go, so he all held, held up his end of the bargain. Right. The post-match angle was all over the place. They tried to do too many things.
1: Yes. Yeah, like I said, it was it was kind of pointless. Him calling out Bischoff just kind of felt like unnecessary
0: well, I mean, they laid down the challenge earlier, so yeah. it, it, the logic was, like, you're attacking my friend, so, all right, fuck no, it. No, like, I
1: understood why DDP was there. It just, like, that last bit didn't feel necessary. That
0: said, they have your one friend, David Arquette, and they attack your other friend, Canyon. Who else are you friends with, bud?
1: It should be Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah. It should be Bam Bam. Jersey Boys who?
0: Oh, what a night. Backstage, Kidman and Tori head towards the ring. Kidman slides down the handrail like he's 12.
1: The hot child, but he's still a child.
0: Then get them coming out to the ring, and we see that Mark Marrow and some boxing coaches are in the front row.
1: So Mark Marrow is Johnny B. Bad. Yes. And he's very clearly doing a Queen gimmick.
0: No. You're th- no? Uh, Johnny Bad w- was a Little Richard gimmick.
1: I see Queen. I see Freddie Mercury in him.
0: Maybe even more wild. Billy Kidman says that no one could put Hogan out of this business until him.
1: What? <laughs> and
0: commentary is like, yeah, you and Mike Awesome took him out.
1: Billy Kidman is not necessarily known for his mic work.
0: No, he's not good here. It made me sad. You
1: can really tell how little he believes the words that are coming out of his own mouth.
0: That said, he's still better than Vampiro and Tank He's,
1: Abbott. he's significantly better than Tank Abbott, I'll tell you fucking what. But it's really sad. It's hard to watch.
0: Yeah, because the other problem is I don't always love the delusional heel.
1: Yeah, and that's what he is.
0: Yeah, he's like who's drawing now, Terry, because these people love me, boo. Like, they clearly don't, like, be fine with that.
1: Yeah, that's what killed me. Or, you
0: know what? Fucking Russo, you have my permission. This is the one time you can be like, the internet loves me.
1: It's only 2,000, though.
0: Yeah, but there's still message boards and, like, it's in its infancy, but, like... It's
1: not really, like, a thing. I think that that would go over well... Like, if the, if this was in 20... I wouldn't even say 2024. I'd say, like, 2013. My point If, that, if this be, story my, happened then. My
0: point being, this is the one time where you can talk about, like, the dirt sheets and I might not be like, ooh. Maybe.
1: The message boards love me. Maybe, like, the phrase, the internet loves me, but I don't think that would go over yeah. well. The, the, the message boards love me. Maybe.
0: Yeah, Kidman does not believe what he's saying, but he no. does he does offer an open challenge. And then Tori grabs the mic, because, admittedly, she's kind of just been here. I'm glad she finally got to do some talking. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I can't wait to make, I mean, watch you sweat. Ooh. And she mentioned that she's going to give somebody the kiss of death, which I had to tell you that phrase became a different meaning later on because yeah. whoever she was paired with kind of got buried. Yeah. And Emily, this is not my best bit, but goddamn, I laughed.
1: You laughed so hard.
0: Because they're up open challenge, Hogan, you're not here. Hulk Hogan's music hits, and who comes out but Mister 1998, Horace Hogan. In his what best a Steve Austin cosplay, too, with the with, plus chicken legs. Because oh my god, well, this yeah. man is not in this, not in ring shape. This man skips leg day every day.
1: Yeah, it was just your laughter during this was like jarring.
0: Because I was ready, I was ready for, for Hulk Hogan, and. They didn't it's fucking Horace. Well, I guess they didn't treat it like it was a letdown. They're like,
1: no. Oh my God, like, it's Horace. Horace. i like, Horace? His dead brother's son?
0: The guy they kind of fired and then said, we'll bring you back for 500 a day.
1: Yo, I'd take 500 a day.
0: For a wrestling match? Uh, I, what do you think? Your travel is probably not covered.
1: I would take 500 a day to do what I'm doing right now. Yeah. My current day job? I would absolutely do that for $500 a day. I would make a bank. So Horace
0: Hogan's here. He dominates early until he crashes into the barricade and then gets thrown into the very tiny ring steps. Like, a little too short. I don't know what's up with it. I
1: think they're just, like, the portable ring steps. The more, like, the travel ring steps. Like, it
0: looked like they were missing the bottom Yeah, part. no, I saw
1: what you saw. I think these are just, like, maybe they're stackable. Maybe they're easier to transport. Maybe they don't have the, like, real, the good ring crew on Thunder. So they give the lesser guys less to carry. I'm
0: thinking that are like, arena size where they maybe. only have so much of the barricade. That's possible, too. Kidman does his leg float over, but then it's hit with a clothesline. Kidman hits a hurricane, Rana, starts working over Horace. Kidman misses a diving splash, and Horace starts to come back. But Eric Bischoff comes out. Horace hits a press slam, and Horace Hogan powerbombs Billy Kidman. He does have some Hogan in him. Very little. Yeah, no face jam.
1: No, but I mean, still, it's something. Like, he got way more offense than I thought he ever should.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of says more about Billy Kidman than it does Horace.
1: I mean, Billy Kidman worked him into a f- relatively passable match.
0: Horace then grabs a chair, hits a shot across Kidman's back, DQ. Oh,
1: this is not a real match. Yes, it is. Is this actually? Did the yes, ring there's a referee in the ring. Oh, jeez.
0: Horace turns an Aloha spot into a Baldo bomb, which actually works because he is bald. And oh, uh, fucking
1: move names are so stupid.
0: That, the Baldo bomb is done by Albert, or as or as, train? or as Paul Heyman was calling at the time, the Moil of Misery.
1: The moil of misery? Yes.
0: Apparently Albert is Jewish.
1: <laughs> what was his um, Japanese name?
0: Lord Tensai.
1: Yes. What the fuck?
0: So Horace sets up a table at ringside. Horace goes to suplex Kibben from the apron. But uh, Tori Wilson grabs him by the balls.
1: Like really Like grabs. specifically the balls. Like with her hand. She doesn't low blow him. She grabs him with her hand.
0: Then Horace is going to attack her. And the ref's like, yes, fine. Because Eric Bischoff comes in like, I'm going to break this up. And Ruff's like, you can't stop this. So I'm like, what?
1: Well, they're letting the rules go, Nick. Well, but Eric Bischoff can they're stop. So... it go. Yeah. Relax, man. Let it happen. So Eric
0: Bischoff knocks the ref down, hits a pretty safe ch- chair shot. Kidman hits a Dudley Dog on Horace from the corner through the table at ringside. And Eric Bischoff fast counts Horace Hogan. I'm like, the man went through a table. You can do a normal count. But it's a fast count, and I guess Kidman wins. I don't, I mean, is Eric Bischoff a licensed official? I don't know. Tory gives him the kiss of death at the end.
1: Which, like you said, means different.
0: Yeah, but um, I want to reiterate that Billy Kidman's offense seems to be Eric Bischoff, a car, and Mike Awesome.
1: Mike Wussum.
0: He couldn't even beat Horace Hogan clean. Come on! It's Horace Hogan!
1: He was in the B team. He was he was a big deal for a, a second. No, he wasn't. He was in storylines. He's he's Hulk Hogan's dead brother's son brother. Yeah, I. Is he coming back? Do you know? Is he like on the roster? He's around for a
0: little bit. I don't. I don't know how long he's around for.
1: He's so nothing. He's such a nothing burger. It's just yeah. like fucking. Why are you here? Did not get anything out of me. He
0: very here. much looks like a guy from your local local promotion who saw Steve Austin and went, oh, I'll I'll do that. I'll just do that. Yeah. I cannot imagine Kidman wins at Slambury. Even with Bishop No, there's more no Honestly way. even especially with B- Bishop Bischoff as the ref. It's there's like, oh no way. more obstacles to overcome. Yeah. And by the way, during this the whole match, Kidman has his ribs taped and they're trying to be like the coward Kidman with the injured ribs. It's like <laughs>
1: he didn't even like sell his ribs. No. No. Like that's he just has ace bandages on his body. That's not anything.
0: Coming up next. The
1: injured coward.
0: Tanks here. Yay. Oh,
1: he's so bad. Why is he so bad?
0: So Tank comes out to the ring mm. and he's like, Well, if you're going to chant his name, do it right. And, like, they, they're they kind of chanting Goldberg, but they really weren't before you said that. Like, it's very much trying to prompt the chants. I kind thought of, it was a little bit. Kind of that, like, don't boo me. Like, like, yeah, like, he says that. And then there's a really awkward pause and he's like, Yeah, Ghostberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even, like, put any kind once of, once again, a man does not he's believe
0: what he's saying.
1: No. He, he, you could have even put some stank on it. But yeah, Ghostberg. No, he's just like, Ghostberg. Like, that's not even wrong. That's not even an exaggeration. Yeah.
0: Or, and, like, he didn't even say it in a way where he's like, oh, this is so clever. It was just no. like, this is the line? I've, I've said it?
1: Ghostberg. Yeah, it was really pathetic. And then it just leads into a bad tank promo, as it usually does.
0: Yeah, the, the crowd cheers for a coward. And then he goes around the ringside to find somebody to fight. And he stumbles upon, I did not mark the other guy's name. It's Mark Barrow and whatever 70-year-old boxing coach.
1: I did write it down, but it got deleted off of my notes.
0: Apparently, it's Ray Rinaldi.
1: Rinaldi, yes.
0: You asked me, does this lead to anything? I want to read you word for word this part of uh, Mark Marrow's Wikipedia article. Oh, no. Return to WCW, 2000. On April 26, 2000, Mark returned to World Championship Wrestling, appearing with his trainer, Ray Rinaldi. In the audience of episode of WWE Thunder and confronting Tank Abbott, Barrow opted not to return to WWE on a full-time basis due to his physical condition at the time. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: So he does this one stupid little brawl, and that's that's all.
0: He then goes to X Wrestling Federation and um, some early days TNA.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Does Mark Barrow ever end up in WWE?
0: Yes, he's already come and gone. No, he was Johnny Bad, and then WWE signed him, and then they went. Oh wait, we can't do Johnny Bad. Well, your wife's hot. Let's just have her do stuff.
1: Oh no! Oh, yeah. I
0: don't think you realize. Uh, his wife is Sable.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Marrow hops the barricade, and they just kind of start pushing each other. Like, nobody really wants to fight. do anything. Like, something about this reads, Mark Marrow is not past the physical, and you can't do anything with him. Right.
1: And they kept saying that um, the trainer was a boxing trainer, not a wrestling trainer.
0: Mark Marrow is a former, like, professional boxer.
1: Sure. But that it felt very much like... I'm a boxer getting into a wrestling ring. I don't really kind of know what to do. That's how it read to me.
0: And it's just kind of Mark Marrow at some well, points.
1: Neither here nor there.
0: Yeah. So they push each other and then like kind of trade punches, but not really. Security breaks it up and we hear the Johnny Bat theme. Like that sends us out. Yeah. Of oh, which
1: is like, that should be the sign of, oh, this guy is coming to the promotion. We have his music on file. So obviously he's he's here. I guess not.
0: <laughs> I don't know when we'll really ever encounter Mark Merrow on the podcast going forward.
1: I can't wait for you to be wrong and for him to be on the next episode.
0: If that happens, once again, Wikipedia led me astray. Mm-hmm. Backstage, Sting is here and he is still wet and covered in blood.
1: Which, again, confuses the timeline because, yeah, it's it, you can in Kfabe understand why David Arquette is still in the same clothes. Like, maybe he got kidnapped and he's just been, like, thrown in a room for three days and he's being pulled out now. You're telling me that Sting got covered in blood never changed never showered the blood never dried that's the other thing like this isn't crusty this is not crusty blood this is fresh he it never dried and he's just how he was on monday night i don't think so
0: you know what it is you you know like the i'm putting a bucket of water on top of like this like on top of the door and you walk in vip just keeps pranking him with that but, but but with blood See, I was thinking, you went to the hotel, I'm like, oh, that the poor housekeeping, they just show up, the sheets are covered in blood. Yeah,
1: sweatpants. think about that. fucking it's wrestlers been three again. three days.
0: Well, technically it's been, well, we've been two days in-
1: I'm going kayfabe.
0: Yeah, that's two days still. Mon- Monday to Wednesday. It's Monday, not a Wednesday. Thursday. I
1: keep thinking it's Thursday. Damn it.
0: Backstage, elsewhere, DDP finds David Arquette, and then we go to The Wall versus Sting in a tables match, and apparently this is Emily's first tables match, because she did not know the rules.
1: I didn't realize that a tables match meant the first person that goes through a table is the loser. I I likened it to just a tables ladders and chairs match kind of thing where these things are the main props that you will be using in the match but you still have to get the pin. Yeah. That's how I saw it.
0: Fair. I think that like a tables match is the only one where it is like that because even like
1: Cuz like a ladders match, that's not really a thing.
0: Yeah or yeah, even a chairs match or yeah. the rarely seen has happened stairs match.
1: Or like a kendo stick match. First one to get hit with a kendo stick. that No. No. That's not a thing. The Nigerian drum match. First one to get hit with a Nigerian drum. They first, lose.
0: First one to bang the drum wins.
1: Still mad about that match. I will die mad about that match. They didn't use the fucking drums.
0: Sting sends the wall to ringside and they trade punches. Sting tries to knock the wall off the apron and tries for a sunset flip powerbomb through the table. But when he goes to do this, Sting slips so oh. hard he crashes like oh that hurt
1: because the blood is still viscous yeah
0: and i don't know whether that was meant to be the end spot or what because they kind of like well they because he, he goes for a power bomb right after that and they kind of like uh dance around it and then
1: i st- think that that was supposed to be the ending spot where sting power bombs wall through the table but because he slipped they had to they had they had to yeah cause like, they kind of improv improvise. but n-
0: not really sting power bombs the wall through the table at ringside and gets the win like really quick
1: it was quick thankfully
0: vampiro on the wall then attack sting post-match sting just suddenly powers up cleans house and then cleans house again
1: they like this ending
0: yeah just what was the point
1: did you notice that the wall kept like eating himself out of the ring where he'd take like one little punch and then just throw himself through the middle rope and then back in and then take one punch and throw himself out
0: yeah, i guess
1: so funny you know who i miss Where the hell's Berlin?
0: I'm pretty sure he comes back as Alex Wright. I miss him. As Fun Boy.
1: Fun Boy. Anyway, this is stupid, and I don't really understand the physics of the fucking blood, so zero out of ten.
0: All right, Emily, I need you to name who's in this group, because I wrote, the pricks arrive.
1: I called them the cursed Jersey Boys.
0: (laughs) It's Vince Russo, Buff Bagwell, and Shane Douglas.
1: The cursed Jersey Boys.
0: Well, it's not quite Jersey Boys, because Russo is from Long Island.
1: Which is, like, the New Jersey of New York.
0: Bubba's from Georgia. Okay, then, yeah. And Shane Douglas, who I always forget, one of my neighbors growing up, like, went to school with him and, like, kind of knows him. And Shane Douglas is from Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, he's from Pennsylvania.
0: Yes, yeah, so none of them are Jersey.
1: Oh, when you said your neighbor knew him, I thought he was Jersey. That's wild. The world is far too small.
0: We didn't see Sting walking off into the night, which I realized he never followed oh, up with. What was that shot. Yeah, just, like, through the parking lot. He just walks off, and I'm like... Wait, we never came back to him. He's
1: going home. He's done. He did his match.
0: So th- the pricks come out to the ring.
1: Russo still has Ric Flair's Rolex around his neck. He's Hot also wearing a
0: cut-off, nameless Yankee jersey.
1: He is the Yankee.
0: And Emily, Vince Russo is here to shit on Rochester. But there's one problem.
1: We're in Syracuse! <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but, and Buff is like... I think word for word, like, in short, this place sucks.
1: Yeah, he was basically like, wherever we are, this place sucks. I'm like, oh my God, you don't even know where the fuck you are.
0: Buck says he's tired of hearing about Lex Luger and challenges Lex to a singles match at Slamboree. Shane Douglas then talks to Ric Flair and notes, this isn't a wrestling interview. This is a damn shoot. Like, Okay, so a wrestling interview.
1: What? What? <laughs>
0: Like, many shoot interviews I'm going to fucking see you on with, like, kayfabe commentaries and everybody else.
1: You think you're so cool. You're trying so hard to be the coolest person on this roster. It ain't working.
0: He says he finally gets his match at Slambury and will franchise Flair.
1: Fucking, I hate the word franchise at this point.
0: I hate to tell you, the Flair franchise at this point in time ain't going great. Have you seen David?
1: I mean, we haven't seen David in a while. <laughs> at least in a point where we're like, that's Ric Flair's son. Well...
0: I mean, we saw him at at Spring Stampede because he was one of the many people like, are you
1: in this match? Yeah, but he wasn't like mentioned. He didn't have a match himself. It wasn't like that's Ric Flair's son. Come control your child.
0: Ric Flair's music then hits and team package enters. Russo says he was ready for this and calls out some security. Amelia was like, pause. Do I recognize anybody? I'm like, no,
1: no. So this monologue that Flair is about to go on, I don't know half of what he's saying, but God damn it. It is the most captivating thing on the show. (laughs)
0: I I was going in and out of that because I'm like he's doing he's delivering this promo so passionately that I'm like you can't help but feel something but you don't know what to feel because you can't understand a word what he fucking said I think
1: I heard him say war games
0: yes he does the gist (laughs) of it is
1: war games
0: is that um, well he starts by saying that like Russo you letting me talk was a mistake
1: and then he called out Carrie Von Eric at some point I'm like what the fuck is going on
0: okay well we'll get there because. His first note is basically, and, I, and I'm giving this a lot more like coherence than it had,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is like, Kidman, if I can learn to respect Hulk Hogan, then you sure as fuck can.
1: Which, fine. Understandable. Yes. Good point.
0: <laughs> He'll start stripping during this promo a little bit, a too. A little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, his shirt just becomes more and more unbuttoned.
0: When Flair talks about the things that he, Lex, and Sting all did to make people love wrestling. And... The part where he mentions Kerry Von Erich is like, until you face all of these people and like, lists a bunch of- cl- But he and- goes,
1: Kerry Von Erich, God rest his soul. Bruiser Brody, God rest his soul. He just like, starts naming off dead wrestlers. Like, so you can't, Matt, you can't fight him. You'll never be me because I fought people who have now passed. What? What's your point there, bud?
0: He does also call Russo a mark.
1: Yes. There's so much like, in lingo in this. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear the, it's a shoot, you mark. Like, I don't want to hear that.
0: Flair says that Sting is the only franchise in WCW, and Shane is on the screen like, what? <laughs> How dare you? Goldberg, 22. So this is where that Flair uh, says, until Shane wrestles all the greats, he'll never be Ric Flair. And Flair says he's pissed m- m- more money away on bar tabs than any of the pricks will ever make.
1: I think it was then all three of you in the ring will ever see combined. And I'll do it again. I mean, that was a great line.
0: Yeah, the problem is um, that's real because I think that's he still true. needs money.
1: Yes, I think that is true.
0: Flair finally circles back to Slamboree and pitches that if Vince Russo interferes there, Flair will get Russo for five minutes. And Russo's like, oh, Rick, this is the part of the show where I play the chicken shit heel, well, that's but, that's but I'm not going to do that because I got the big apples to fight you.
1: Shut up. Shut
0: up. Now it's Lex's turn to do a work shoot.
1: Let me tell you, though, if I could get that whole Ric Flair monologue promo on paper, you bet your ass I would memorize it and I would go to every local theater audition with that as my monologue. Would it
0: be that or I ate the divorce papers?
1: <laughs> no, this one would get me more attention because everybody does the fucking divorce papers. <laughs> no, I want to learn this. We finally,
0: we've not gotten any feedback. And people be like, oh, yeah, I totally know that.
1: We don't have a lot of theater girlies that follow
0: us. Theater girlies, tweet in. So Russo says he's glad to see Lex survived the fatal car crash known as the Lex Express.
1: Which is funny. That was a funny line.
0: It is funny. However, that was seven years ago.
1: It's still funny.
0: I know, but it's like, bud. Russo makes a mention of Liz and notes that Liz has a WWE contract, not a contract with Luger. Then tell security to go get her.
1: See, he says it in a less eloquent way than that. Where he's, Russo basically, not basically, actually says, I own you. She
0: is my property.
1: She's my property. I own her. Like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I
0: don't like that very much. That's not cool. So security just kind of stalls. I'm almost convinced that security was not wrestlers based on the fact of, they don't know where to go or what to do at any Maybe. point. And Russo just kind of tries to carry Liz out and barely has a grip on her. He,
1: yeah, because he just tries to like scoop her up and she is actively falling out of his arms.
0: Yeah, so Russo has abducted Liz as security just awkwardly watches. And during the during the break, they put her in a car and he drives off.
1: Cool. Another kidnapping happening tonight. <laughs> a lot of kidnapping happening.
0: Backstage, GDP brings David Arquette to a doctor, but Arquette refuses help.
1: Good guy DDP, though. Like, are, like check him out. Is he good? That's a good guy move. I'm
0: going to get a rare women's match on the podcast. It is Tammy with Chris Candido versus Paisley with The Artist.
1: Tammy is coming out to, like, royalty-free jazz music.
0: If, if you had, like, a, a sexy cartoon animal, you were going to have yes, come out.
1: exactly. It's very, like, Lola bunny
0: so Tammy cuts a promo pre-match, and you know it. does not really you, say much. Although, admittedly, her outfit here is at least like shows off more of her body than the one from Nitro.
1: The outfit that she is wearing is
0: painted on.
1: No, I'm saying the outfit that she's wearing in this episode. You think you, that's painted on? The
0: top is.
1: Oh, I disagree. I think this is this could be more construed as wrestling gear than anything else. Okay,
0: the, 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 this is
1: like workout clothes.
0: I think I saw every curve of the boobs.
1: I mean, go to the gym. You'll see girls in something very similar to this in 2024. Like, she's no, yeah, wearing it, workout clothes.
0: Yeah, it was more athletic attire yeah. than, than Nitro.
1: I'll give her that. That's a good point.
0: So the match starts. They catfight. Like, what do you expect?
1: They're just, they're screeching. It's not just a catfight. It's a screechy catfight.
0: Tammy chokes Parsley with a rope and no, then... No, what?
1: <laughs> We're not calling her Parsley.
0: <laughs> really? Because she's just here for set dressing.
1: <laughs> We're not calling her Parsley.
0: Tammy chokes Paisley with a rope, and then Candido chokes her on the ropes. Paisley then no-sells the choking and low blows Tammy. Which low blows
1: don't really work on women. I mean, do you want me to punch you in the vagina? I mean, no, but it won't be as debilitating for a woman than a man.
0: Well, apparently choking doesn't affect Paisley anyway, so. Paisley, like, misses a punch to nowhere. I don't even know what she was trying for here, and Tammy hits a stunner. Tammy then climbs up onto the top rope and dives to the outside onto Chris Candido, the artist, and a random additional referee. Like, where the fuck did you come yeah, from? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I missed, I missed the addition of a referee.
0: Yeah, I just saw four people crash. and I was like, wait, wh- four? What? Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Back in the ring, Paisley hits a low blow on Candido because Candido gets up for the dive like, oh, yeah, I'm the most fine from this. I'm right. Like, Paisley then gets Tammy in the corner and hits one of the worst backhand spring elbows I've ever seen.
1: So the back handspring is beautiful.
0: Yes. But she comes to a complete stop. Yes. Checks both ways and then elbow.
1: Right. Yeah. That's a little it's a little embarrassing. It's it's pretty yikes.
0: Tammy gets crotched on the top rope but recovers and then tries for a move that they claim like it's going to be a northern light suplex. No, it wasn't. I don't know what it was going to be, but Paisley gets DT and gets the win. Post match Candido knocks the artist into Paisley and Tammy attacks her a little more.
1: Again, we're doing the same spot again.
0: Thoughts on this match?
1: No, I don't have many. I mean it was it was a match. Don't, I don't like
0: that that is high praise. <laughs> Emily, this was horrific.
1: I mean it was a women's match. I
0: literally called this bottom five matches we've seen on the podcast. No. I think so. I don't
1: think it was that egregious. This was Horrendous. Yes, it was bad. I don't think it was that egregious. The only saving grace is,
0: what did you expect? That's the only sure. saving grace.
1: And I think that that should be taken into account. A, it's a women's match. B, it's it's 2000. C, it's Vince fucking Russo.
0: I choose to, to, to evaluate the women even, equally. How dare you? Go
1: fuck yourself. No, I, I don't. I think it was bad. Yes, I do not think this is top five worst. Are you serious? No. no. I, I
0: don't have a list. If it's not five, it's bottom ten.
1: Fine, I'll give you 10. But, like, I don't know. This is, like, check your... This is not December to Dismember bad. But none of the
0: matches on that were horrendous. Nick, I had a fucking panic attack. No, sorry, that's a lie. There was the Kelly Kelly match. Despite. I had a panic
1: attack about that episode thinking that it was not worth our wasted time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the but matches were dumb and pointless for the most part. I don't know. Very few were That is horrendous. the bar
1: that I hold bad matches to now.
0: And, like, the main event there, like, it was the booking that was the problem, not necessarily the matches. Like, it is rare for us to give a match worst bit.
1: That's true. We give a bit worst bit.
0: It does help that we didn't do worst bit until Russo got here. The first time. Yes. But moving on, Mean Gene interviews Booker, but he gets interrupted by Major Guns, which I'm sure she has a name, but I know she becomes yeah, Major, Guns. Major
1: Guns. Yeah, who's Major Guns? Is of the- she one of the Steiner girls? Yeah. Wow. She gets a name.
0: The other two have a name because well, the there's two, and Shakira apparently. Is Shakira, yes. But yeah, I I've missed what they actually called her. But she goes she becomes Majora. It's not the okay. point here. She interrupts the interview and is like, "I just want to learn." And but
1: I asked you who this girl was, and you're like, "Um, it's the backstage interviewer, obviously." And I was like, "No, we saw her on a Nitro." Who the fuck is this woman? See, I'm not sexist. I play it with both sides. Who the fuck is this woman?
0: Gina Booker, like, why are you here?
1: Well, yeah, same. I have the same question.
0: She asked about his match with Mike Awesome. I was like, that's the first good thing you've done during this. And like Booker doesn't say anything during this promo. Like, like no. rare Booker miss on the mic.
1: He didn't do any it's thunder, man.
0: Steiner sees this happening and storms off.
1: Yeah, he's mad that Booker's with his girl, even though his girl interfered in this interview. She was yeah. not invited. <laughs> She did a
0: run-in on the interview.
1: Yeah, but but Steiner's like, oh, Booker's talking to my girl. Like, what?
0: Mentioned a Pearl Harbor gene from the front.
1: Stop saying fucking Pearl Harbor.
0: Backstage, DDP and David Arquette argue. DDP does not want him going out there for the match.
1: David Arquette is a child. I'm so over him, and we've only just begun.
0: We then go to a match I was very excited for, Booker versus Mike Awesome.
1: Did it live up to your standards?
0: I, Given the amount of time they got, I don't think it could, but... This wasn't an enjoyable match. Okay. Made more enjoyable by our guest commentary. It's Scott Snyder. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, he was the the glowing por- portion of this.
0: Yeah, he cuz I enjoyed his commentary and complete derails them and I, maybe cuz I was laughing or whatever, I didn't mind the fact that he was distracting as much. No. But he is just like on making everybody on edge besides Bobby.
1: Yeah, Bobby's just like fuck it.
0: My point is, like, like yeah, Tony's always hated you. He always tells me.
1: Yeah, Tony doesn't like it.
0: In the match, Awesome overpowers Booker and hits a belly-to-belly suplex. Scoop slam and a leg drop from Awesome, but Booker hits a knee, a spin kick, and a flying forearm. Booker clotheslines Awesome to the floor, but then Awesome throws a padded chair onto Booker and throws him around ringside.
1: It, he throws a chair at him. He doesn't hit him with it. I think that's the difference. Like, we had the whole argument a couple episodes back about, like, <laughs> which, which one it hits which harder. Bo- which
0: both of us are dying on our hill.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I would say that this didn't hit as hard because he just kind of threw it at him. It didn't, like, slam him with it.
0: Last time, it was he didn't get slammed with it either. It was, he laid it on the guy's head and then hit the other side.
1: It's still heavier. But this is just, like, bleh.
0: Diving clothesline from Awesome only gets a two. Awesome gets a sleeper, but Booker gets his arm up before three and... Tries to power up, but Awesome keeps slamming him down, and I'm like, you know what, for a rest hold spot, like, this kind of had something of, like, oh, Booker, Booker gets up, I'm like, nope, right back down to it. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was a little something to keep it unique.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Booker gets out of it with a back suplex and then a scissor kick, get a flap jacket and a spin from Booker. Booker goes up top, Scott Snyder immediately hops off commentary, like, sprints over, mm-hmm. hits Booker with the US title, and then we get a running Awesome bomb from Mike Awesome, and he gets the pin. Post-match, Steiner Locks in the Steiner Recliner. And then we get Lash LaRue, Chavo Guerrero, Hugh Morris, and Van Hammer running in.
1: Why? Why this gaggle of men?
0: They help Booker clear the ring, and they like talk like, oh, they were on Nitro for something. I, to
1: which I looked to you, and I was like, Goldfish Brain Mate, were, were they? I don't remember. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I do not remember this. I mean, the only thing I'm thinking is, maybe it was the week before... Do you remember when Booker stood up to Eric Bischoff? Yeah,
1: that's the only scene. that Was I can that think the of.
0: rest of the people in the locker room?
1: Maybe it that, was that's... not an in-ring promo yeah. or any or spot. It was definitely like a group in the back.
0: Yeah, because these guys go on to form the Misfits in Action, which Major Guns joins. And I'm like, I don't think like become a group. So I'm like, okay, Maybe. weird start to this. But
1: thoughts on the match? I mean, Scott Steiner was the MVP in this match. <laughs> we didn't even talk about him healing on Hogan during this. We were talking about Hulk Hogan's spot.
0: Oh, geez. or Steiners yeah. like.
1: Or we're talking about his bald spot, his age spot, his like, liver spot, his liver spots. Yeah,
0: there was a it's very, funny. there was a good match in the ring and funny Scott Snyder yeah. commentary on commentary, and I'm like, you know what? It's
1: the best we can ask. for. This was great. I wouldn't say great, but the best we could ask for.
0: For Thunder, this was great.
1: It, yeah, it didn't feel like Thunder. It felt like a Nitro match, which, like, say what you will.
0: We didn't get one of our main advertised segments for tonight it's bret hart's interview at his home in calgary I'm realizing before this i didn't know where calgary was because they're like look at those beautiful rocky mountains of calgary i'm like wait what
1: it's above montana
0: <laughs> yeah but scott hudson is here to interview bret hart and i'm
1: sorry this was a snooze fest yeah it wasn't terribly this interesting was boring i didn't care i zoned out it was just the same shit we've been hearing over and over again
0: there were some in, some interesting or notable kind of things from this. Because, yeah, Brett's like, everything I've done was to be the best. And um, Scott Hudson has the line, now that we know who you attacked, it's like, no, people knew on the night just because you decided to draw this out. Right. Listen, what, Brett didn't know who he hit until a week later? Actually, right. shit with a concussion. Mm. Hudson asked if Hogan is playing mind games because Brett's like, yeah, Hogan's been ducking me for years, which is kind of true.
1: I, I I liked his reasoning behind it with like where he came with receipts of like when I would leave he would come in like I liked that.
0: Yeah, I mean they are de- dancing around wanting to flat out say,
1: yeah Hogan
0: flat out said he was going to drop the belt to you at Summerslam '93 and then backed out of it. Okay. Like they want to say that so bad I mean, and they were like, but that brings kayfabe and it's not their company.
1: Mm, that's true. I do wish they would toe that line a little bit more of like talking about the past. I know they can, but... Well, they can. They can, but they can't. But
0: you, you don't want to actually piss off Hogan.
1: I don't give a shit about pissing off they Hogan. They do. I don't want to start a lawsuit, brother.
0: But yeah, they, well, that'll come up eventually. Yeah, but Brett asks why there's never been a, a Hogan-Brett match, which there kind of was on a single Nitro that like ended before it even got started. Yeah. But Brett says it's because Hogan is afraid, and Brett's one line that made me laugh here. It's like... Oh, maybe if I had faced, you know, Hogan, like, in the early mid-80s, there wouldn't have been a Hulkamania. It's like, Brett, you, like, in kayfabe, you in the mid-80s were fucking... Yeah, no. Like, you were good, but you, you weren't You were not that, Hogan good. Yeah. No. You were not a main inventor. You were solidly in the tag team division. Yeah. And if the Legion of Doom showed up, you were doing the job.
1: Right. In the dungeon.
0: Shut up. In the heart
1: dungeon? <laughs> no, the, the dungeon of doom. With the crow overlooking in the barn
0: anyway um (laughs) brett's mad that hogan didn't pass the torch
1: i agree i mean even today i'd be like fucking let it go stop doing promos for the royal rumble like i might got one left well he 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 did the pass the
0: torch match to the rock
1: okay fair but But, then don't come back on the royal rumble and be like oh st petersburg is the best city in the country and i might be in the rumble yeah so somebody
0: somebody asked like a WWE spokesperson like What about that? And the person was like, yeah, he can't pass a physical. He's not going to be in the fucking match.
1: Okay, yeah, and Ric Flair could.
0: Well, that's not WWE doing that. That's... that. Oh, my God. Relatedly to that, did you see today's news? Who wants to do a death match for their 60th birthday? Oh, no. Mick Foley.
1: No, no. Mick, no.
0: No. Would you believe it? He he has a podcast to to the same asshole who ran the rick flair last match show good old fully, conrad thompson
1: fully his pod i thought that died <laughs> it
0: didn't it didn't the one positive thing of that was that he's like you know what it'll like if i push for this it'll like give me a reason to get in shape sure like, he's like i want to lose 100 pounds i'm like jesus yeah
1: if he does that good for good for you man
0: but yeah it considering the guy who does this podcast i guy i put on the rick flair's last match like mm. if he wants to do it this guy is gonna wa- wash his hands of it Anyway, yeah, the interview. Yeah, sorry. Scott Hudson wants a specific example of, of Brett being held back. Like once again, like say say SummerSlam '93, and say it without saying it. Yeah, and Brett's like, "Well, no, Eric Bischoff told me."
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And sure. then
0: we get the question. Does your home feel like a prison?
1: What the fuck kind of question was that? What the fuck kind of question was that? This man lives in a mansion in Calgary on like three acres. Like, he's fine.
0: And Brett's like, I don't even enjoy writing my blog anymore. Uh.
1: That is such a white people problem.
0: I don't even enjoy the hockey. That's
1: such a white... Yeah, because he his whole thing was like, I can't find peace. If I go to a hockey game, someone's just going to bring up you, Ho- Hogan. And I'm just going to think about it again. That, you need to go to therapy, is what you need. You
0: probably need that in general.
1: You need therapy.
0: But yeah, this in this segment they just keep pushing a match that's
1: never gonna happen. Nope. So that's why I'm like, this is a pointless. But additionally, this is a pointless promo. I don't
0: believe they kind of you know that know. because they're like, yeah, Brett would do one last match. I'm like,
1: so Brett
0: kind of has a sense like I'm probably done.
1: So Brett knows, but nobody else will say it. I don't.
0: I mean, maybe they kind of know because they flat out say like it would be Brett's last match. I'm like, oh. Like, if you're healthy, there's no reason for you to be retired. So they kind of acknowledge, like, maybe we you can try to do one more.
1: Yeah. They acknowledge it without actually. I like, don't know. They say the quiet part out loud. I don't know.
0: <sighs> but it's uh, it's time for our main event, Emily.
1: We're here. It's happening. Are for, you hype?
0: We're actually get to the ring. TDP's like, I don't want you out there. And David Ricketts like, I agree. And then immediately follows him.
1: Yeah. He's a child.
0: So, our main event for tonight for the WCW title, it is Diamond Dallas Page, the champion, with David Arquette versus Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff. This is not the first time we've seen the stipulation done.
1: Sure. That sounds right.
0: Do you remember the other time?
1: It doesn't sound like that rare of a stipulation.
0: I mean, the tag match for a single championship is not done often.
1: Okay. Then give me examples because I feel like we've seen this relatively recently.
0: I don't know that we saw it recently. The one time I think in WWE that we've been watching where they've done it is they did Kevin Nash and Sting versus Randy Savage and Sid Vicious. Because in that match, they were like implying that Sting could pin Kevin Nash somehow. Like it was really sloppy and not done well.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of like Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah, because the only time I kind of think of them doing it in like a major capacity is... Actually, a couple times they've done Triple H and the McMahons against another team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I think of the Itero one where it was like The Rock, Undertaker, and Kane? I want to say they did one in like 2008 or nine that was like had Batista or something and Triple H and maybe Shane. I don't know, but.
1: I don't know. It didn't seem so rare that I had to like think about like, oh, this is a weird stipulation. I didn't. But it was it felt normal.
0: My point is. Last time they did this, which, you know, the, the, the Nash thing, Savage and Vicious. Yeah. They were talking about, oh my God, anyone could become a champion. Here? Like, Eric Bischoff could become WWE champion here. Yeah. They don't fucking play up any scenario. No.
1: It is just, this is a match. Like,
0: they're not interested in anything in this match. Like, it's Which weird. is
1: wild, especially, like, like they should with be the circumstances and, yeah. like, what ends up happening. It's wild that this is not played up more.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe they're like, if we don't mention it's even more shocking, but...
1: No. You have to talk about all the options. Yeah. Because, like, what if Eric won? DDP or Jarrett winning are the two boring options. Like, I mean, boring in the sense that, like, it's already happened. If Bischoff wins or if if David Arquette wins, those are the shocking results, and you need to talk about those.
0: But, yeah, they just don't mention any other kind of scenario. And and it's, it's weird considering... You want to make this big moment right. and it's just, yeah, looking at my notes and I'm like my first note after uh, the actual like match title, what could go wrong?
1: I don't even see it as going wrong though because it hasn't been fed to me as like this is a wrong yeah. choice. Like,
0: Well, there is a special guest referee for this match.
1: Yes, there is. And she's looking great. It's Kimberly. She looks hot as fuck.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, shoulders.
1: I am so straight, but she is hot as fuck.
0: The four men brawl to start, they pair off into the real wrestlers and the not real wrestlers. Eric Bischoff and Derek had just kind of brawled to the back to leave, like, oh, here's the actual match.
1: Kimberly was my favorite kind of crooked ref, though. I loved like, her. Not like, not even
0: trying no. to.
1: <laughs> I loved her in-ring style, because she, like, because DDP got Jarrett into a pin, and she went to count it, and on three, she like, Oh, I broke my nail. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. The swinging neck breaker it. and a
0: Kimberly very slow count. And then a sit up powerbomb. And like Kimberly, like, takes like a, an hour to even get down. And like
1: Yeah, she takes her time. I She's think Jared kicks great. out at like zero. She's great.
0: <laughs> and then Jared tries to pin DDP. And Kimberly goes for a quick count twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. But DDP kicks out.
1: She's great. She gets it.
0: Eric Bischoff appears in the back and says that Dave Raquette is taken care of. Eric Bischoff tags in and hits karate kicks on DDP, and they actually are effective and work.
1: Yeah, I never forget. Remember when he would come out in, like, a karate gi? Did he do that in WSLB? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, he has main-evented a, a pay-per-view or two. Jared and Bischoff keep working over DDP until a double clothesline and a comeback. DDP fights off the heels and signals for the diamond cutter, but we get David Arquette coming down to the ring. DDP then kisses Kimberly into submission.
1: Which is such a weird... Way to distract her.
0: David Arquette spears Eric Bischoff, and Jared hits a belt shot on DDP. David Arquette covers Eric Bischoff first. Referee Mickey J comes into the ring, counts the pin. Notably, DDP kicks out of the pin in the background. I don't know if yes. you saw that. And David Arquette has won the WCW title.
1: Our new champion.
0: If it sounds abrupt, it's because it was.
1: It was. It landed kind of flat. It came out of. It didn't come out of nowhere. Like we knew this was happening, but. It kind of, in the in the match, came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, like a flat finish. Yeah, very flat. I, I
0: turned to you as we were watching this, and I'm like, I never thought I'd say this. This needed more run-ins. Yes. This needed to be a chaotic...
1: A chaotic fight to the finish. I,
0: not to invoke the name of this podcast, but you needed to do Mick Foley and The Rock, where you have all of DX and all the corporation yeah. run-in, and you have somebody come down... He just put
1: butts in the seats. Yeah.
0: Have Hogan come down and hit chair shots on everybody and, you know, like, and through yeah, circumstance. That would have done it. Yeah. It's just like he just, he just s- won. sneaks away. He yeah. Just won.
1: And it was such a big moment for it to land that flat. It just felt weird. I'm wondering
0: how much of this, honestly, is the fact that we knew it was coming. Maybe? Like, does that take some of the wind out of the sails?
1: But they they intended for you to know this was coming, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the weird catch.
1: So, like, even if we pretend, because sometimes we do try to pretend, like, we're watching this when it airs. Even if we're pretending, like, we watched this when it aired, we would have already known that this was coming. We, You know, you and I would have been reading the dirt sheets in the 90s. Like, we would have been those people.
0: Yes, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm somebody who, even at age 13, was like... Wait, WWE announced the Great Khali won the world title after Edge vacated it via Battle Royale? What the fuck?
1: Yeah, we would have been paying attention to this. So if it was April 26th, the year 2000, we would have known this was coming. So that this finish still would have fallen flat.
0: So, so that brings me to my next kind of question as we kind of wind this down. Before we get into the show as a whole. Is this as bad as everyone says... Or has the benefit of everything else around this kind of made this not as bad?
1: This moment in a vacuum is not as bad as people say it is. This moment in a vacuum is very WCW. Well, I
0: I think the the problem isn't necessarily in the vacuum. It's people are like, this is the title that Harley Race held, and now it's a joke.
1: I mean, there were times in WWE that you can say that, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, Vince McMahon won the world title. Yeah, exactly. And short-term spoilers – David Arquette's not going to hold this for a long time. Sure.
1: And I understand that we're about to go into the year where like the belt goes all over the place very quickly.
0: Yeah. I had the moment today where I was thinking about this and I asked myself, is David Arquette winning the world title worse than Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title? Exactly. And my answer is no. I think Jinder, I think the Jinder one's worse.
1: I think they're pretty equivalent.
0: I, I think, because this is treated as a fluke.
1: That's fair. Ginger is, is not treated as a fluke. Yeah, it's Correct. one of those where okay. this,
0: because of how it's meant to be, I mean, granted, maybe something happens on Nitro or Next Thunder that it's like, okay, I don't know, I don't think he's going to come, actually, like, he might beat Billy Kidman clean for based on Kidman's booking, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't think he's going to like powerbomb Sid Vicious and be no. like, I'm the true champion, but no. I mean, it's treated as a joke and a fluke, and the company's already in such a downward spiral right. that I'm like, I think in the benefit of hindsight there's so much bad shit going on. Yeah. And to add some of the blame to that, Jeff Jarrett is maybe not care about this title.
1: Mhm. No, we said that when it happened too, where we were just kind of, we were both bored with watching these main title matches because Jeff Jarrett has so oversaturated them. Yeah. I think what happened is historians have gone back in like this timeline of WCW has been overlooked a million times there are there are documentaries there are books like people have looked at the downfall of WCW not necessarily in the like depth that we have however I don't think that they are looking at it in the wide scope I think that hurts them so I think that historians looking back see David Arquette this kind of c-list celebrity winning the title as a benchmark in the downfall yeah. So he is the reason that it died. I think that must be. I wide. think your
0: words look off. I think the problem is they look too wide. Yes, they just look at like I. I went back a couple of weeks ago and like looked at like the rise and fall of WCW documentary that d- WWE did. Mm-hmm. The fall gets seven minutes. Yes, I'm like, you and don't we have focus found that in a lot the of things,
1: a lot of documentaries. We have found. I that. think. I, I think. I,
0: I told you that. I'm like, like, it made me feel justified in doing this show of, like... Yes. look like, yeah, there is the Death of W WCW book, which we like. There's the Nitro book, which I think... Uh, I I have mixed feelings about. Sure. But, yeah, I think this is definitely, like... It's a microcosm of other issues. It's not the main issue. Correct. We should be noted that, of all people who said, this is a mistake, this is a bad idea, you know who was one of them? Benzer Man. David Arquette. Really? Yeah. David Arquette is like, uh, I don't know about this. Like, he's like, cool. It's fun to like play a wrestler, but you want to do this. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but do you know what David Arquette with, did with all the money he got from WWE? No. He gave it to the families of Draws, Brian Pillman, and Owen Hart. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, David shit. He's a great guy. Like, do you know, like. I think no one blames David Arquette a- a- anymore. Interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah. That does answer a lot of questions that I had. Because even during this, I was like, what does Courtney Cox see in this man? I'm like, okay, if he has, like, a good heart like that and he's a good person, okay. No,
0: and, it. and you know, the, there's the whole thing of you got to respect the boys. Apparently, like, he was great. Like, people backstage liked him. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, he did everything the right way and it was like. He just got booked badly. <laughs> badly is relative here. But, mm. yeah, I mean, he got booked through this and it's like, hey, can you just, like, hold it through the pay-per-view? And he's like, okay.
1: Okay. Interesting. To answer your original question, I don't think that this is as bad as people have said that it is in a vacuum.
0: Yeah. I And I think it does help that we don't have the reverence for the NWA right, and early days WCW. Right.
1: right. Maybe if we were one of those people who were watching from day one of WCW who had that reverence for those early days and the respect for people like Harley Race, maybe we would see this as like, you know, shitting on their legacy. I don't really know much about the early days. I don't know much about those old wrestlers and who created this. So to me, it's just like this promotion's already kind of a joke. We're just feeding into the joke.
0: I think, you go back down to the gender thing. Sure. He's going to hold it for 11, 12 days. Right. I don't feel like he's taking an opportunity away from somebody. Yeah. Like, this just feels like a piece of the Jarrett and DDP feud. Right. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, well, there's way more... Way more deserving people. You you couldn't have had Booker win it here? It's like, that's
1: not part of this story. No, that didn't count. With the, that didn't make sense with the story. Yeah. I agree Booker should have it. And I'm, I think that he does eventually. But, right, it's not taking anything away. It, it is actually telling a story, which I will give Vince Russo credit for. He will tell a fucking story.
0: Now, the one bit we did not mention from that is that DDP happily celebrates with David Arquette. Yeah. Kind of makes him look like an idiot.
1: Yeah, he lost the title. I think that that was just like... I'm glad that they didn't win it. I'm sad that I lost it, but I'm glad they didn't win it. I'll take that. And it's somebody that's on his team, so it's still fighting for the cause that he's fighting for. So I'm not mad about that necessarily.
0: But outside of the title win, I guess thoughts on the overall show?
1: It was a better Thunder than I thought I was walking into.
0: Yeah, it's a decent show, but I turned to you at the end of yesterday and I was like, Here, tell me the first match on this card. Yeah,
1: I don't fucking know. Yeah.
0: I think that's kind of why we don't do the Thunders. I mean, props to the Days of Thunder podcast for doing that. Yeah,
1: they are really doing the Lord's work out there. (laughs) because woof.
0: But then again, it's more under the radar, so you probably get some better matches. I don't know. But, Emily, I think it's time, before we get to all of our uh, announcements... Let's go into best bit, worst bit, and MVP. Emily, what is your best bit?
1: I'm giving it to the Ric Flair promo. I oh, love, I love that monologue okay. so much. I was so captivated. I was so sold. It didn't matter what he was saying. I was like, "Yep, I'm in."
0: I don't think I realized how no, much I loved it. Now, how much of this is based on the fact that we want that we saw the Iron Claw, and you're like, "Ah, the, the oh, actual Ric Flair?" Literally not at all.
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about the Iron Claw until he called out Kerry Von Erich. <laughs> no. I just, I was so captivated with how passionate he was. I was like, whatever you say, I'm on board.
0: Yeah. I gave mine to Mike Austin versus Booker T with Steiner on commentary. Yeah. It was a good match and I had the comedy factor there.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, that makes sense for you, especially.
0: Uh, I'm going to go a little out of order here. Go ahead. Um, Emily, who's your MVP?
1: I think I gave it to DDP. Um, Again? Yeah. He was doing his job and he was doing it well and he was watching out for the guys around him. Like, he came in to try to save Canyon to be a good friend. He made he was trying, God bless him, to make sure that David Arquette was okay to be in the ring. Like, he was trying to be a good sport. Wait, who did you give yours to?
0: You know, we didn't talk about him a ton. Bobby Heenan? <laughs> Bobby Heenan made me miss him so much.
1: Oh, no, I agree. The fact
0: that it's, like, he's on here and Mark Madden's on fucking Nitro, I'm like... I miss Bobby, Bobby but Bobby doesn't give a shit, I get, like, that might get old, so yeah. just a little snippet I got here. It's
1: funny, oh, yeah. it didn't get overdone, you know, yeah. he had his quips, and it was funny, and that was it.
0: And he, and actually, it kind of works now, because you kind of have the problem of, his whole thing, is like, for a lot of his career, has been hating Hulk Hogan, when Hogan was a heel, it kind of, like, it didn't almost work, because mm-hmm. he was a heel, but now that Hogan's a face again, it's like, it, it, it it's funny.
1: yeah. I mean, th- we didn't even talk about, I think it was when Scott Steiner was on commentary where Tony was just fucking fighting for his life and Mike Taney and Bobby Heenan were just like letting him flounder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Bobby also like, j- like trying to like throw Steiner at Taney.
1: Yeah. Like he was just adding fuel to the fire and not helping Tony at all. It was funny. No, I, I think that's a good choice.
0: Emily, the worst bit. Is David Arquette winning the title your worst bit? No. It's not for me either.
1: What did you give it to?
0: Oh, I gave it to Tammy versus Paisley. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy versus Parsley.
1: It's not Parsley. I don't think it was as egregious as you think it is, but I get it. I, I th- do get it.
0: Oh, man. I. Th-
1: it's a bad match. I will give you that. It is a bad match. Yes. It is it as bad as the Tank Abbott promo, though? Yes. No. The Tank Abbott promo will always be the worst You've thing lived on the in cars. this three weeks. I don't give a around. shit. Stop putting him on the microphone. It's fucking terrible. I want to die.
0: I don't know when Goldberg shows up, man.
1: At this point, if I was Goldberg, I'd be like, "Fuck this guy! I'm not showing up ever."
0: And fade out the Friends music because it's time I'll for announcements. Be
1: there for you.
0: I said fade out,
1: when the rain starts to pour.
0: So, Emily, it is time to reveal what episode 100 is going to be.
1: We have been waiting for episode 100 for so long. For 100 episodes, you would yeah, say. <laughs> I,
0: we did a we uh, did a fan vote. We did by a margin of two votes
1: two votes
0: meaning if you chose first place and didn't pick second place you could have tied it and i'll admit i did not have a tiebreaker ready
1: yikes what would what would happen what would we have done Uh, on the fly figure it out right i I,
0: I don't know i would have voted i would
1: no you can't taint the results so two votes We, we listen back we're the audience no i i listen back you liar
0: i listen to some but your winner at episode 100.
1: Drum roll, please.
0: It's Doomsday We're in the triple the decker Doom. cage. It's uncensored. 1996. The alliance to eliminate Hulkamania, which is most of the dungeon to do.
1: We're going to the dungeon, brother. Versus
0: the mega powers.
1: Hell yeah. Let's go. We're back to the dungeon with the Legion. In the nation. Admittedly, if you are sad that
0: we are not doing Heroes of Wrestling, because that was the second Which place I pick. Am. Cowards. Again, that's not where Lex slams Yoko. Cowards! We will be doing Heroes of Wrestling on our Patreon.
1: Hell yeah, we are.
0: Coming out mid-March.
1: Hell yeah, we are.
0: But that is not the only episode to announce today. Yeah. I figured let's announce episode 101 and 102 today. Because episode 101 is your special pick, mm. and episode number 102 is my special pick. Mm. So, Emily, I feel fairly confident in guessing what your pick will be.
1: I think everybody is confident in what my pick will be.
0: Does it involve a bird? It sure
1: fucking does. It involves a bird. it involves an incredible theme night, and it involves a WrestleMania that you keep telling me is bad.
0: Tell me anything else about the show. As a bird in the theme yes <laughs> and what's it called emily
1: WrestleMania nine
0: more hulk hogan than you can shake a stick at
1: but there are birds and there are themes and there are no there's one bird there are I chariots should, should know, actually, there are
0: birds plural because there are ostriches as part of the theme
1: there are horses probably everybody comes out in a toga and a chariot i think this is gonna be great
0: are you gonna get us costumes maybe
1: if this was a video podcast you goddamn right i would
0: so yeah, episode one hundred uncensored ninety six, episode one hundred and one WrestleMania nine, I'm so fucking hype. Bonus uh, here was a wrestling Patreon episode, episode one hundred and two.
1: To your pick, my pick. Yes,
0: Emily, have you been enjoying us being free of the NWO?
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't it nice not having them on our screen?
1: It has been nice.
0: That's that's really a shame <laughs> because episode 102 is going to be all about. We're giving them their own pay-per-view. You
1: picked fucking sold out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you're wondering why that wasn't in the fan voting, I'm like, no, I I want to guarantee Emily has to suffer through this.
1: Is this grain inspector, though? Yes. Okay, thank
0: God. (laughs) You realize that... The Great Inspector is one moment of a three-hour pay-per-view.
1: All I need is one moment. I need one moment to give me life. That's all I need in a pay-per-view, in an episode, and in anything. I am
0: debating releasing a director's cut, which just has the NWO theme playing over the entire episode. The
1: enti- no. Oh, my God, no. We would lose every listener we've ever had. Well, That's
0: it. A director's cut. So you have the other version as well. No. You have the theatrical cut.
1: No, we're not Snyder cutting them. I'm not doing that. That's going to be great. I'm excited. Have we watched that pay-per-view before? You and I? No,
0: I've never watched the show.
1: Oh. Maybe we just watched The Great Inspector. Yes,
0: we just watched that one little bit. But that is four of the worst pay-per-views of all time. Oh,
1: I disagree. In a row. I disagree. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be very fun.
0: Uh, we will have a graphic for those episodes and some other episodes coming out around that time.
1: Yeah, like I said, we have the entire quarter of the year planned out.
0: We have, we, Honestly,
1: more. Well, but We have more,
0: but the graphic, it, it yeah. felt like too much to keep going. So we have through April in a graphic.
1: Yeah, so look out for that on any and all of our social media. It will be everywhere.
0: Well, you can find that graphic on X and Instagram and threads at Butts in the Pod and Facebook, the Butts and Seats Podcast. You can listen to all of our back catalog and all those future episodes that are not on Patreon <laughs> <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. Not Google Podcasts for long because that's going away. It's
1: dying, yeah. I think
0: in March, so March. you can't listen to a lot of those there. But, again, if you're listening somewhere where it's annoying and you you want to listen somewhere you like, tweet at us. I'll see if we can get there.
1: As long as it's not SoundCloud.
0: Yeah. We already pay for hosting fees. It's not how only you post a feed without hosting. Right. We mentioned Heroes of Wrestling. We have a bunch of other stuff over on our Patreon, including... Yes. ...a upcoming birthday episode, which will be out shortly before episode 100.
1: Dirty 30. Happy birthday.
0: For my special Patreon pick, I picked WrestleMania 29 uh, before everything blew up.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it more on the Patreon. <laughs> but yeah, WrestleMania 29.
0: The last WrestleMania I went to. Um...
1: It'll be great, we're gonna play a little game of spot the Nick. It's not a great show. Well you were there though.
0: (laughs) I was there. I was there. I'm really hoping WrestleMania forty is better than WrestleMania twenty (laughs) nine. We'll see. But until our jeez, our shits row of episodes
1: I disagree.
0: It's gonna be great for you guys and horrible for us. I think
1: it'll be fun. It'll be bad for Nick. I'm oh excited. Oh
0: god, I'm Nick. I'm Emily. And until doomsday, thanks for listening to the Bus and Seas podcast.
1: Bye.